ఆకాశంటే and uh, i didn't mind it that much i i really thought it was much worse while shooting it it was okay but it was after like some episode right but that was more because of uh, date issues with mtv and all that but the guy kept wanting to shoot 7 8 tv in 90s they would take you for a block of many days yeah. and i already had a full time job yeah. and unlike most of the other vjs i don't take their name they made me work uh-huh. so i did all the events i went to every place i met all the cable operators plus i shot lots of things yeah. and i was also reserve shooter so if maria stomach was painting brocha tu aaja na 2 minute mein come come so i was close to office also which i did all the time where did you stay then i stayed at malwar hill i still stay there with my parents i live off them and uh, office was in tardi which is as you know as a south bombay boy 7 8 minute drive yeah. in those days in my maruti gaddi and i could park anywhere yeah. this is 96 97 90 or 99 yeah. when we did this show uh, hello friends but oh i miss those days yeah there was no tension it was like lockdown i feel like the missing starts when you say there was parking I love <laughs> parking is very symbolic people think it's a stupid point but for a self driving person as you know more than me now uh, it is a huge pain in the ass I I parked right under your lane anywhere that's because of lockdown yeah, you got yeah. no way you oh, know this, this area you can't park you can't even think of parking yeah. it's like a wet dream if parking yeah. happens you know I, I you come people have orgasms you know mali gayo mali gayo i'm coming it's like that you get phone calls today was the first time i have asked someone if there's parking available at a place in so many months yeah it felt nice also yeah But I always ask that question. In fact, when they ask me to do a show or something, I always ask that question before they say how much will you charge or and all that. The first question is, is there parking? I always ask them that. For me, it's really important. You have to get your own driver types. No, that now with the lockdown, there's no driver. We've asked him to proceed with another career. Oh, <laughs> he's there, bleeding us for nothing. Oh, but yeah. that's bound to happen. Yeah. Right? What to do? So many. I wrote to the PMO. What do I do? How long will this go on? How much? How many employees have we? Do I have to pay while no yeah. money is coming in? There's one in this room. that's one i've been dodging the others <laughs> he's not really the pain in the ass others are costing more yeah. i i have tried to find a way where i like i had this idea ki i'm going to go into this lockdown with x amount of money huh. that i had made over the season cuz season pat kitu right like huh. all the live shows ka paisa came together from oh yeah and then i had all the money come together huh. and i was very happy cuz this was uh, before march just just like like cut to cut yeah cut to cut like i remember two days before uh, like thursday they announced it no huh. sunday the first lockdown huh. so tuesday I'm, they announced it yeah or something like that so the next day after the announcement when we had gap i huh. called them and i said look we both know this is going to lead to a month long thing at least yeah. and you're not going to pay me and i'm going to have to fire people and they're going to be homeless and this and that and then finally they sent so my logic was i'll get out of this with that much money at least so that much money would keep you for how many months that would have kept us for the whole lockdown but the, the whole lockdown was, is not over no no as in yeah i mean but we would have easily managed to make it till august on that money ha huh. now idea it is to, august <laughs> the idea was to not touch I, that i money. don't like gujarati men who can't count because i didn't suspect something is foul ha huh? no but that's the thing huh. like like i i saved it and i kept it and we made more money than that ha huh. through zoom we came out through profit yeah, yeah. with zoom yeah. and with all the 500 other things that i do ha huh. uh, you have an ad running at the moment you have an ad running well everybody is struggling to cope <laughs> how do you get this what what's happening whatsapp uh, whatsapp based audition is it true you are close to the home minister yes WhatsApp based audition and but you shot it in a car somewhere in the north. In Gurugram we went. 
so we went to gurgaon yeah, i realized in retrospect that the only reason we went to gurgaon is because the uh, union labor in mumbai so why didn't they use a delhi kid i don't get that no no huh? that's not gonna happen who shot the ad it's a production house no from bombay or delhi no from delhi but yet they outsourced you from bombay the agency was bombay the production now i'll tell bombay. you what the story is here huh. that's because lot of 18 year olds in gurgaon have fake age license things the ids are fake they you don't get caught in right? that yeah that's a huge problem i'm 27 Huh? I don't think they were looking at an 18-year-old. These are small technicalities. Can <laughs> you spoil my story with your ending? <laughs> You're like a bad, that old man who comes in a pawn. Did you? I've seen those 80s, 90s pawns that these old men also, they would just fit in them in. You know, it's like, you know, the guy has to get some work. So people are at it, the younger generation, and then the old man waltzes in and gets his punch by some work towards the end. This, uh, Now I'm that old man. <laughs> There's this whole story in the comedy scene. If you yeah. ever meet a comedian, ask them the may I join story. If they know that they are OG. Huh. Uh, the may I join story, which will not go into this podcast, huh. uh, but so everything we say doesn't go into the podcast. Where does it go? <laughs> is no, it a separate NGO that you're keeping? You know, this all our stuff is. Did you know this is a user-funded podcast? What the hell does that even mean? But the listener-funded podcast. I just right? about know what a podcast is. It's taking me about five years. All the people who listen to it, like huh. all the people, but a significant portion of them, huh. uh, they contribute monetarily to keep the podcast. Wow. Right. Yeah. Like a crowdfunding thing. Yeah, like patrons. We have patrons. They prepay, but no, you're, you're, you're that popular. They pay so, before you do your podcast. No, we did it for about four months before we started the program. Oh. And now who's we? We is my team, man. There's so many people that work on this. There's editor. There's oh, people okay. shoot that it. Way. There's a producer. But nobody comes here now, thanks to COVID. Yeah. Okay. But earlier also it was like this only. Okay. When we used to shoot, uh, the camera guys and all would start the cameras and all and leave the room wow. because. It has to be that intimacy thing. Yeah, it's like a love making scene. Again, here we go. <laughs> Limited crew. We've got our friend, half Bengali, half Kachi. The dream of India. That's the mind we want. Did you Did you want to go to study abroad? Like when you went? Like was it like a? So I, not to sound uh, charitable or generous of spirit, but I heard my dad struggling with paying for my sister uh, abroad and all that and the stuff that you know in the old days. Right. Small college in America cost a lot, and it doesn't end the cost. Indians don't realize sometimes they get caught in the whirlpool. I'm advising young fathers and mothers out there: just be careful because it's not just college fee. There's all kinds of extras that go with that. Anyway, so I thought, you know, why do this? I'm not that keen anyway. Put him under more burden and all that. So I was quite happy to stay in Xavier's. Hmm. Once I got into Xavier's, my life just changed completely because I hated school last two three years. Too much studying and you know clicks and I hate the tie. I hate authority. I hate too many things. I'm a I'm know? a passive fascist. No, I, I just hate everything. You're a passive fascist. Yeah, like I hate fascism because I'm one myself. You know? So it's like that. So I was in this uh, very uh, school for poor children called Cathedral and John Connor School in oh, South Bombay. Oh, oh. Yeah, I keep telling everyone we are only one driver, so we were like middle class. Yeah. And you know looked down upon. Um, but I had good moments. It's not like the school was that bad all the time. But in nine, tenth, it became all about the ICSE board and. Competitive thing, and you know, I don't know. You also had your tent yeah, at some point, no? You know, I was the, in SSC. Oh, but but it's, it's somewhat the same, no? The, yeah. the the studying crap that we go through, yeah. and the way our parents and people around are. So college was a breath of fresh air when you got out of school. I must yeah. say. So. It's after eleventh standard, right? Uh, it was eleven plus four, or was it twelve plus four? Ten, ten plus five. Ask dad. Dad will tell you. <laughs> My people, ten plus five. You finish ten, and then you do five years in arts for your BA uh, or commerce. Uh, commerce, you do if you have a business background, or, or you go to do an MBA later or something like that. Yeah. So basically, arts was when you couldn't couldn't get anywhere else in the nineties. Hmm. Uh, now you need ninety eight percent to get into Xavier's for arts. Uh, it's ridiculous. The top, you know, St. Stephen's and all these big uh, colleges, 
You're frauds. It's ridiculous. It makes sense, right? What makes sense? I mean, okay. Lady Shri Ram couldn't get a single person from outside Delhi. Almost everyone is from Delhi because their cutoff is 97.4. It's a supply demand situation. What supply demand? Of course. How if there are enough good colleges everywhere, then you don't have to go to Delhi. You're, you're a comedian now. This is just pure comedy in schools or colleges. Right. You know, because how can they have a... How can you have a 97, 98% cutoff? Because, because everybody who's the best at that thing is going to go for that thing, right? Like you want, you want it's there to be... too much stress on marks, bro. Uh, you know, it's okay if, if you're talking about the Marx brothers and I accept that, but other than that, I can't... But understand. that's the thing, right? You, you don't, you don't have to, like the, the, the college doesn't matter as much. Like you, you would have realized in retrospect, right? Like the, to an extent. My life has been an accident. Everyone can't go through accidents all their life. But we do. Why should a kid who gets 93% and has been very good and very zealous and probably very talented and scholastic, why should he not have a college to go to? That's not the point. That, that is, is what happens. To to. It's just a college you can't pick yourself. That's Lady, the difference. I've gone to Lady Shriram. Really hot looking. College. College. St- stone structure. Huge space. I mean, it's a lovely place, but if it 97% is a cutoff, then who the hell gets in and who you the know, hell doesn't get in? To give you, give you some what? idea of my own 12th standard, okay? I was so super you, depressed. Okay? You're 27 now, so you're uh, talking about about 10, 11, uh, 12 standards, but 10 years ago. But similar situation. Where but little uh, better, no? Not 97 cutoff, no? No, but like 90 plus cutoff in most of the colleges where I wanted to go. The only reason I got into college is because I played the drums. Right? I got in through cultural quota throughout. I've never, I've never heard of this. You play the drums, they take you into college. Yeah, it's called cultural quota. What is it, like a Sangeet Same. going on? <laughs> Special Sangeet classes. Ah, bring him, bring Dolwala, aja, aja. Dun, dun, dun. What the fuck? It's not like playing the violin, you're playing the drums. But that's the, it's the percussion. But the beauty it's, is... It's the most primal of all instruments. But it's it's a like a man banging his head on a fucking table. <laughs> what kind of respect? So they actually took you on on the, on the drums. I'm amazed at that. Yeah. So now you don't... They, everything is online. So you can't even do all this. No, they, you can. You they don't ask for it. I, I've been talking to mothers and fathers. I wanted to actually do a... Unfortunately, all this happened. I was trying to do a thing about entrance. Uh, entrance shoot something. I did a little research on it. Yeah. You know, on, on how to get, how the pressure has it changed from the 90s, 2000s to now. Well, the pressure has Parents, changed. Like my mother would stand in line in three colleges while I stood in one college. Yeah. I don't know how you guys did it. You're the next generation. But yeah. this generation which is almost like two after me. I mean, if the parents are still standing in line, but thank God there's online options. Yeah. But with the online options, the extracurricular went out of the window. No, so I'm told, no, to get into Xavier's, you can't mention, for example, my dad was ex Xavierite. Oh. Okay. We have a minority thing and all that. So you get something for that. All that goes out of the window. They're not, they don't take that down anymore. It's just your marks and your name and that's it. That you can't mention. Uh, okay. Okay. But then there's nothing going for you. Then everybody's like a factory worker. See, yeah. there's no difference yeah. between any of us. The drummer who's a comedian and may shine later on in life, yeah. but got 86%. Yeah. You know, and, and then uh, he loses out to 87%, who is yeah. the most boring human being you've ever seen in your life, no disrespect, and went on to, you know, a normal corporate yeah, job yeah. and you never heard of him again. But he killed uh, Akash. Akash's talent. But then he, he became a uh, desperately dip- depressed man, turned to drugs, God knows what, played drums outside uh, uh, that, you know, that uh, Italy Tawa restaurant, they give you a little uh, baja and they let you play outside, you know, because they, they allow food at the moment. <laughs> But Our restaurant bander allows you can sit outside. So did you not go abroad to study finally? I went to study acting, in, uh-huh. uh, but that's another story years later. Okay. I finished here. I did one year in law college. Baju, yeah, Pachal. Government law college uh, where uh, all the greats, all the greats go there. Uh-huh. All the greats. Except for me. <laughs> Except you. you are? I went to Praveen Gandhi. Praveen Gandhi. <laughs> but I followed the steps of my dad and my grandfather and all that. When there, me and Samir Saraya we used to go on his bike. I remember he lives. Uh, my classmate, etc. We used to go down by the Chidi Road, you know, Valkeshwar, yeah, yeah. with the neutral. Remember, you could take a bike everywhere, yeah. no problem, nothing. And it was 5.30 in the morning at that time. Yeah. We carried two old newspapers, go at the back of the thing and go to sleep. 
right because it went upwards the class yeah 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 so we went to the right back bencher like yeah. ms dhoni calls yeah. it so, back oh, benches did you ever do that shit where you take the kachka goti and just throw it down and wait for it to tuck 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 all the way <laughs> i don't know we did that but when we were awake we were quite quite uh, rowdy you get to kill time man what do you do yeah law school can be very yeah, very very absorbed accents we had six different uh, professors one sindhi one parsi one marathi one gujarati all hardcore accents of their community and i could not remember words but i remember all their accents yeah cuz it's like wherever we have to go practice na <laughs> you should have somebody from there yeah <laughs> so works in comedy can do a little bit of that i can't remember the mood chords it was fun actually those mood I chords i had only one mood chord what are you saying boss the bare minimum that you had to do to become a llb graduate i did only but you're a full llb graduate yeah, yeah, yeah you wasted your life i i only wasted one year little bit then i <laughs> got into the ntv crap my dad still thinks i'll go back to practicing law so my dad that's what that's what he told me <laughs> When I started working in MTV, they said just finish that degree. Middle class Indians, na, how they think? They really thought But that someone will hire a guy who's dressed as a VJ and talking rubbish on television to defend him in a murder case or a divorce case or MNC worth twenty five thousand crores. Going to say brocha ko bulao, he'll save us. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. There was a so then Xavier's happened and then you started MTV around then, right? You were arguing also. No, no, no. After MTV. Ah, uh, after Xavier. Sorry, Karu. Ah, so I think happened earlier, yeah, yeah, 93. Yeah. So I used to do plays, na, from 1985, English plays, which. Uh, oh yes, you are a child prodigy. In I, a world, in a world of 27 people. Yeah, yeah, but still, like you, you had. So it's like you're the best whistler in a class of 27, like that. Something, it's at that level. So don't. No, I think it. it's way better than that. Come on. It's a very small market, boss. But it's a competitive market. But my first right? audition that I went for at the age of 14, all the other guys were 18. Right. So I had. I had won the audition already because they wanted a young, innocent-looking boy. This is Neil Simon's uh, memoirs, the writer, mm-hmm. and it's called Breaking Beach Memoir. It's yeah. innocent adolescent boys masturbating and all. These eighteen-year-olds with their scraggy beards and you know little big yeah. bodies and all that didn't look the part at all. I looked slightly chubby, fat face. I looked like a loser and I looked innocent. <laughs> I know Pearl telling me later and all, but you know you're an evil boy, but you're very innocent-looking, which is important. And I've used that for a long time. <laughs> Fool the ladies, Akash. For many years, I fooled them all. <laughs> did uh, Did you ever think that theatre would be a career? Was it a viability? Like, cause I know that Parsis somehow managed to make theatre a career. I don't think it's a career for anyone. The rest of us. That's true. There were quite a few. Uh, the whole Yamazban sort of legacy is there, and there's a, a Gujarati Natak. So I don't want to disrespect Gujarati. Parsis have done more. In a sense, to bring up the barometer oh, than anybody else. Absolutely. Of course, now this it's completely taken over. And then coming back to um, yeah, so there was all those role models were there, but English theatre was limited with limited audiences and all. But what do we know? We whatever you do, you're born into, you do it. It's like that. But I think I had a bit of ADD. I can't sit still and all that. Mm-hmm. My parents realized that, and I used to do a lot of stuff in the school, just like many body, any other people. Are you part of student council? No, no, I just want to get out of class. So yes. they said, you want audition for the role? I put my hand up. You want to sing? I put my hand up. You want to elocution? Put my hand up. Debate? Put my hand up. I even took French for one day, and then I came back because I couldn't cope. I thought French would be easy, but it was a class where you couldn't understand anything. Yeah. I mean, you go back to Hindi quietly. You know, I studied French for five years in school. Wow. Eighth, ninth, tenth. A palabu fasen? Huh? Huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, probably read French. Mais mon français est très libre. Not too bad. It's, but that's all I know to say, na. <laughs> that's good. I mean, I mean, then they exclude you, and then they break into common language. That's the beauty of it. Every language, I think the you know people learn on Gali. The only thing you really need to learn is how to say I speak this terribly. So once I was in a cab going to Pune, and this uh, taxi guy got stuck in an underpass. Okay. Right. 
and a rickshaw wala was drunk came out got violent with my taxi wala huh. broke the windshield of the car huh. started pulling the guy out of the window this is a happy story this is a happy <laughs> story now i get out of the car at this point i don't know what to do guys in some gaon here pune i get out and i say oh ho kai kartat ami hindu mansana hindu mansavar hat uthvaycha nahi asa ganda mara the drawl is nice for yeah. rural marathi <laughs> but yeah as no, a language fails you then yeah. i had to i to break down my marathi a little bit my marathi is that bad yeah. like i can do a proper hey amte akavata ta maraichi garaj nahi so i can do that but i wanted to make try this right so like this guy speaking in bad marathi united all of them yeah. against me huh. they all laughed and they said hindi mein baat karo nahi aata hai tumko tu hai chikan you didn't you didn't go to but the, the so more of the story is if you speak but attempt to uh, a language uh, which is That's not your enough. mother tongue it uh, yeah it endears people to you yeah, except so. in france oh i think if you look like us and you're trying to talk in french i think they like it whenever i was in paris my wife having done a course could speak a little french mm. so we were always but obviously we were struggling so even menus and roads and all that i could tinchi pinchi i would say everything literally but uh, we tried and they were always nice to us i can't remember anyone saying like oh you better speak in palais francais or uh, you know uh. whatever french is motherfucker bastard fuck you that didn't happen as far as i remember What happened is the North African uh, taxi drivers all thought we were from their area and would start abusing all the ethnic French. So I could see the race issues were not good. This is this is pre Zidane. In fact, it was Zidane's year. That was the year where Zidane really uh, broke through in the World Cup. If I remember correctly. When he headbutted someone. Well, before that. Before that. Okay. Before that, where you know, we, you think that these guys are the role models that bring people together because yeah. sports elevates ultimately. Yeah. And and everybody loves Zidane. I don't know anyone doesn't like Zidane, but it's still there. And then of course they have their own issues. But it's so interesting to me that so many football players from all around the world playing for different national teams all started in France now. Yeah. Because you can play for your parents' uh, yeah. country. Yeah. Right. So it's like it's endless. That way I think I'm quite fond of sports. Like I I I I love sport, but I can't watch other sport but cricket. I don't know if that makes cricket sense. Cricket is cricket. You can't compare other sport to cricket. Yeah. Let's not get into that because let's face it, other sports suck. But having said that, if there's no cricket, I do watch other sports because I love sport. Right. I can't deny that. And uh, like, I, I, and, and you know the whole line at uh, uh, CLR James's famous line, which is "What do they of cricket know? Only cricket know." You know, which is the most profound cricket line you can hear. And it's literally that. You know, also in football, the socialization of of the world through football. How yeah. I, when I'm in Rio, I can chat with someone. You know, I can I can actually chat with someone just taking names of players. Yeah. You know, you just have to mention Garincha, for example, which means you know a little bit about old uh, Brazil from the Pele days and all yeah. that. And imagine an old timer is you know interested in talking to you. So I I find sports where I've gone brings people together in a nice yeah. way, and I enjoy the conversation. Not being insincere, I yeah. love talking sports. But how do you keep up? Because for me, it's like cricket is consuming. There's no tension. I mean, there's no uh, pressure. It's like people say, "Why try to be funny?" I think people are trying to be funny are in trouble. Yeah. If yeah, you think about it, and suddenly, no, no, but then there's pressure. You, you die. But like, oh, uh, he asked me the time. I didn't have come back, which is a good joke. Nine thirty-five ish. You know, I mean, what do you do? You can't do that. You just be yourself. So I, I love sports. I can talk sports with anyone anywhere. I can only do cricket. Yeah. I, I find it a taxing thing. Like, cause I have all these other projects that I do, and then cricket is like a thing. It's a uh, thing uh, I do. In the lockdown, my mother and I are bonding. Because we are discussing, my dad is now his mind is not good, so he, you know he's in another space. Mm. Uh, let's say that he has struggles to remember Bradman. Uh, so, which was a law in my house, huh? You could not compare cricketers to Bradman, batsmen to Bradman. Like my dad had a rule: you don't compare anyone to Shakespeare, Mozart, and Bradman. Oh. Uh, if you do, then you're out of the house. Okay. So we don't mention their name also. Oh. There's a famous thing in Australia when Bradman came to bat. 
there's a hush. That's the saying. Now they don't use it anymore. A hush in the crowd. The hush is because of the expectation of this great man. And it literally, the first week it falls, pin drop silence. Yeah. And there's a hush as it comes. And it slowly becomes a roar. You know that, that hush yeah. of... See a little bit of that with Sachin. Right, you never know, like bro. Whenever yeah. someone gets out... So it's, a, it's a Bradman effect. It's a yeah. Bradman effect. <laughs> I love all these little things. See, that's more than cricket, you know. That's uh-huh. the thing where... And that's when... Now you're Hindu, Muslim, upper caste, lower caste, Parsi, Christian, yeah, uh, Buddhist, uh, Anglo-Indian, foreigner in the IPL who've come to watch. Everybody's there for the cricket. The cricket's taken over, you know. And that's fabulous. So it gives me goosebumps too. Think about all yeah, these things. Yeah, and, and, and the, the, the best part about cricket is that you can watch any match. Right, especially if it's like a test match, right? And you can draw all the parallels you need in life out of a test match. Right? <laughs> and most importantly, cricket isn't restrictive in terms of body types. Hmm. Like, you have to be tall to play basketball. Yeah. Right? You're talking about Rakeem uh, Cornwall of West Indies, 6 foot yeah. 5 and a half, 328. You can, you can get a Rakeem also. And he's, he's fast, huh? Yeah, and, and the beauty is, a Rakeem will be bowling to some Bangladeshi tiny bachu. 5 foot 3, yeah. 83 pounds. <laughs> Right. He's got wrists of steel and the ball goes over yes. the middle and you're, you're like, you know, I'm on benching 375, I can't get the ball over mid on. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's a true leveler, you know, you don't Actually, need to. Ashish could bat in the, in the nets, okay, and he's a 5'9, 5'10, very thin, and you think a not very powerful guy, but he does touch 145 at his peak, yeah. so obviously there's power. Yeah. I've seen him hit the ball. Ooh, man, in, straight into the, into the stands, high yeah. into the stands. Ajit Agarkar has his name as the board on over man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ravid doesn't do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he was initially a batsman. People ah. forget that. He had those uh, sequence of ducks, so people thought he was not a batsman and all that. But initially in Mumbai cricket, he began as a batsman. I thought he was a, always a bowling all-rounder at least. Batsman and then became a bowler. Then was an all-rounder for a bit and then his batting just switched off. Till the end when he had that test century and all that. That's so, I think that was one of those days where you could see the guy just like a flip switch. Like if a he could get 100 switch. in English conditions, he's a batsman. Yeah. You know, I mean, and whatever. It's done now. He should have he should have batted more for India. I think personally. He would have played more for India. Very talented kid. Now where now where we stand as a as like with Dhoni finally got. I feel like that was what was interesting. What do you want to do? I mean, no. uh, you, your COVID has come. It's fucking COVID really. It's fucked up my sports calendar. Everything's gone all over the place. I mean, I, we were going to watch... Uh, uh, you know, this whole Australia-India series, the build-up to that would have been great. Now we don't know if it really happened. And we put our boys will go in from the IPL straight into a COVID. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how long for one one week, two weeks. They're not decided. Tell me this: if one player gets sick, one three-day match, one three-day match, hmm. and Australia will be all over them. Then the chances are our batsmen just won't be ready yeah. for the bouncy wickets. Yeah. The whole story is that you can go from bouncy wickets to flat wickets easily. Yeah. Flat to bouncy, you need some time. Not just the to, adjustment. Not to mention that T20 bowlers has not so much boundaries. batsmen. Yes, T20 has smaller boundaries. And these are they're holding back. Mitchell Stark is not playing IPL. The Hazelwood, they'll be fresh and ready. Yeah. One year of exercise. India, India, Bangalore, India, Bangalore, India, India with Australian accent. Punch out, punch out. Oh God. Yeah, but coming back to Test cricket, so I remember in '86 when Botham was banned for cannabis huh. for six months, and there is no more patriotic person in the history of English cricket than Botham. Yeah. And they banned him. Uh, one of my all-time favorites. And then this lady came on the. So we were watching the first match. I got to see live at Lords. I'm sitting there scared, you know, because all these foreigners around me, you know, I don't want to, I was a brown boy, 15 years old, 14 years old, something like that. I'm sitting there, I went alone, huh? like my mom, I sit with my mom's friend, my mom used to work for BOAC. You flew to the UK alone as well? I flew alone. I went alone. My mom, it was, it was a good middle class uh, holiday, you know, you stay with the mom's best friend, all paid for in that sense. You take a little pocket money, you spend yeah. three weeks in England. And the one promise was to take him to Lords. He's cricket crazy. Come on! What, what do you think? I'm on your team, I mean, man. I, I, think I would send my aunt. I'd be like, here's my aunt, here's my uncle. 
they're yours technically yeah, i'm just glad that yeah. you know you had the means yeah that's great so it, it was so uh, the match was going on the both of us and both of us not there so i was upset about that and then this lady comes on streaker i got to see a streaker <laughs> i'm 14 15 horny as hell can you imagine i love cricket what could top that some dead lords and then the woman comes breasts everything exposed oh like, wow what a civilization and she says bring back both of them <laughs> i'm like i won't marry that girl this is my sentiment and she's naked and beautiful looking woman oh man i went to i couldn't wipe the smile of my face dude. i went back biba auntie my mom's friend to know what happened she laughed i laughed then she took out a wine and you know i was like i was like she was like you know because an indian coming to england these are kind of culture shocks yeah. that happen so for them they see their cousins and friends coming and all they probably they record up like what can you see them <laughs> nobody's going to come take off their clothes and say bring back sunny it's just happening it's such an interesting thing to see like wahan pe daru bhi ho raha hai yeah. like oh, they were very friendly uh, sorry sorry people adopt you and then it was fine yeah. i was a real culture shock because i wasn't used to people uh, with full picnic baskets beer in their hand yeah. uh, it was a hot day so guys are taking their shirts off and the british are the fittest people in the world yeah, yeah, yeah. we all like looking at it are those boots <laughs> <laughs> oh it was fun yeah uh, i think about that back to 1993 94 when you were 3 was uh, oh, oh, um empty Radio was 93? No, it was 96. 96. Radio yeah. was 93, I think. 93, radio, yeah. yeah. Radio launched, FM radio launched What's August it? 15, 1993. Yeah. We were the first people who were called, all from English theatre. Like called Keith Stevenson, mm. Tanaz Karim, whose surname is now Irani, um, Mohan, Mohan Kapoor. She married again. Ah. Bakhtiar, he's an actor. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Um, his brother used to act with us, Porus, who's now a doctor, long ah. story. And then, yeah, so Mohan Kapoor, who's Saab Sindhi, I don't know if you remember all that. I, I. One of the first... You yeah. realize I was born in '93. But can you imagine? So we went to AIR and all that huh. with a little setup, and we had to actually you put the CD on. So me and my producer Jitin Hemde who did everything actually. So the first day we went, it was on time. Day two, we had to be there just under seven for our show at seven, Polo Island. Five to seven, ten to seven, we get in, put our CD and all that, and ten to seven we're there, no pune. There's no phone, nothing, no one to call, there's no mobile phone. We waited seven, ten, he came. Seven fifty-nine started with apologies. Yeah, <laughs> <AIR. laughs> so we borrowed the time, right? It yeah. was on AIR, right. FM, whatever. Yeah. On, so we had to do it from there, and uh, they gave us slots. So we had seven to eight. Eight mm. to eight, nine was midday, and nine to ten was times. Nine to eleven was times. Yeah. So they were big, you know, media houses. Right. We were just one guy called Jitin, Jitin and uh, Anil and Vivek Singh of Program Sports. But that's you know, starting. It's, it's so interesting to me, like right now, to. Two guys I know are in AIR in uh, uh, in Goa. You know, shout out to you, man. And and it's just so chill. Yes. You can just get a radio show. Huh? It's not as it's, I mean, it's not nearly as hard as it would seem to get a show on. Like even all the RJs I speak to, their stories of how they got the job. Yeah, I went and I said, "Mast to kar sakta hu," and they got the job. So my friend Rodak, same story. He's on ESPN and he does commentary, Indian English both uh, for AIR whenever the matches are on. Uh-huh. And asked him, "How do you get it?" And he, he was, "I just went to the the thing, and there was this lady in charge. She met me. She chatted. She said, 'Come back.' She liked me, and that's it. Yeah. So you walked in with no network, <laughs> which is like an America story, you know, making it in America or something. You walk, you ring a bell, you walk into Akashwani, you wait somewhere. She offered tea and dosa. You uh, chatted. She liked him, yeah. and she said, 'Okay.'" Nobody yeah. ever thought of it. But that's come. that's what I keep realizing, you know, with all these stories. Like I think the only thing between me and achieving a lot of things in life is just going and doing the thing. Yeah, but you've got the energy, na? I hate the uh, the journey. 
For me, it's all about landing, not the journey. You know, they always tell you destination yeah. is more important than the journey. I hate the journey. But I love landing. Like I want to be in the gym. I hate going to the gym. I want to be at the shoot. I hate going to the shoot. I want to be at the event. But I hate going so to. So you the mean event. a physical transit oh, is exhausting journeys. to you? Yeah, I got all kinds of other problems, man. I try to think about it because I trace myself to Chinggis Khan. Uh, he came up to Lahore. Uh-huh. He destroyed everything in Iran, by the way. What he yeah. did to Tehran, we cannot even mention. Lahore, he came and said, "No, I can't take the heat." That's turned back. Modern day Lahore, what is called Lahore. Right. They didn't cross mm-hmm. coming to say mid India and yeah. South India and all that. He cut. He beheaded like a hundred. So the technique was for the time. It says very barbaric, but if you study it, it's the same. Everybody used to do. No, it's a, the thing is that to get less people killed, let's kill everyone initially. So everybody pays tribute, and you can keep going. Yeah. Technically, it's a slightly Machiavellian and correct way of thinking. I, I, I no, say this with. I get you. Not to be insensitive, but, but you know, I think in in that business, if that's I how you conquer. Do yeah, I mean, yeah. you want to conquer? What will you do? Should yeah. so I kill one million when I can kill one hundred thousand? But I do the one hundred thousand by lunch. That's yeah. the only thing. That's the only thing. And then I have to for lunch, have yeah. a good one, and then nobody. And that works most of the time because the next village gets the message that and they will kill everything, animals and everything, yeah, yeah. And children. And they would pour silver into people's mouths yeah, and yeah, all. Yeah. And well, they were not so much into cruelty, huh? Like uh, like if of royal blood, they could not take the blood off the person, so they would wrap the person in a blanket, and the horses would stamp them to death. Oh, that's nice. I, th- I would think so. If no one sees sees you suffering, and you get a blanket, could have just been thrown off a cliff. No. Let's make some more gags. <laughs> blanket gang sort of situation. <laughs> Security blanket. <laughs> There's this uh, uh, scene in one show I was watching where camels trample again. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, same same concept. Same concept. This, this is yeah. Mid Eastern. Uh, what do you want to call it? The you know the Tajikistan, Uzbekistan. That whole area yeah. has kept all those for a long time. Kept those kinds of. Uh, Look, how can we judge all this, man? Uh, it's no judgment. It's not like we didn't. I do think it. the 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 idea that what most of our audience nowadays has yeah. is when we talk about a subject, we're gonna give a black and white rating out of five at the end or something, you know? Mm. Oh, this is a sucks or this is the best. But like, there's no room for this conversation. No, but you know what we need to discuss is how the South Indian dynasties, who conquered more than anybody else in India, have been relegated in the in the history books. The Pallavas, the Cholas, they're not been given enough. Uh, they had in terms of landmass much more. But, the first great navy. No, nobody discusses this. Now, you you started a very bad conversation with me. That's the problem, right? And, and you, you have a with due respect to Chandragupta and everybody yeah. else. You know, I mean, we've overdone it in the north and we've underdone it in the south. Who's going to give? I call the PMO. Yeah. I want this redress now. This is no. not an issue. <laughs> and uh, what the Cholas did in terms of expansion and all is, I mean, uh, did you know things like martial arts went from Kerala, for example? Or yeah. what is today modern Kerala? Yeah. Uh, actually, there's a very strong uh, genesis to that being the basis, and not China. Not China. And in, and in uh, Tibetan monastery, uh, sorry, in uh, Chinese monasteries, they acknowledge that. Yeah. That this uh, Indian of uh, South Indian descent has come five, here and given them. We have thousands of years of history. How do you fit fit all that in a textbook? I want to. We need to keep restudying things, you know, and find out the truth. I was just having this conversation yesterday with somebody from Lady Shri Ram. Huh. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> incidentally. Uh, where I was talking about how I feel like the most you can learn from history, na, like from old old history, is is just general stuff. I think there's no point in getting into specifics anymore. With I think post independence history is where I want to get into specifics. Also the cliche history written by a conqueror, blah blah blah. So whatever you know, it's like we make a portrait of the king. If you're in the medieval times or before, yeah. you better make him look good. Those guys must have been really ugly. Some of them, you know, but fuck the painter is going to be like what? <laughs> oh. Gritty caution. Yeah, guys like very good. It's me. Who's gonna say no? You know this Rockefeller was like that. The Rockefeller, the millionaire. The millionaire, the business oh. guy, the old guy. He yeah. had a really ugly nose. Yeah, no one did. No one did. Nobody reported. What about photos? 
there are photos so what did they do they but, stopped but they, they were not allowed to be published at that time oh. apparently you all his uh, portraits are they used to get so when i was in acting studio in america for four months i walked past rockefeller center every day yeah. and i kept looking up and thinking one day one day how so, long was the course this is like four months 14 weeks or something that was the smallest course that was post mtv uh, that was before mtv i, I joined advertising uh, the conyers and i was sitting around this is where all the oddballs go no in the 90s and no, so we have a lot of role models like alec bugs bark of krishna uh, mohan kapoor i mentioned uh, uh, ronnie scoobala all these guys are from the theater you know yeah. who went into this sort of business so you just thought it's a good idea because everybody told you that it's also creative you won't get bored and lots of girls and good daru the drinking culture was there my boss silvi kuni used to drink every lunch break yeah. at radio club five this is you so know i'm hearing talk. about this how akash the- morning won't talk morning be like oh, no 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 Cyrus, Cyrus, Amul, Amul. Um, that that would be the conversation. He'd come back at one forty-five, two, and he'd be whistling out of tune. Then we'd hear him coming in, and he'd be like, "Oh, feet on the desk, good for you." And suddenly he was like really friendly, like a college kid. <laughs> Right, <laughs> great guy. Well, this is like 90s advertising in in Bombay, especially was insane. It was Mad Men type level the of growth of uh, Piyush Pandey. Change the face of advertising. What a guy! I love that guy. Yeah, love that guy. And you know, he just he just said enough of all this. Uh, we've gone to you know, it's just so elitist, which it was. And he started talking more from a Aam Aadmi sort of point of view. We had that genius. Yeah. Nobody, people should never forget Piyush Pandey single-handedly and alone changed advertising. And I was there to see that, you know, right from the inside. When I started winning everything, those couple of years we were there, they won all the awards everywhere. They came in black, and he lived at the end of my lane. And let's walk my German Shepherd. So he would uh, be looking out, and I was like nobody, there's no hand, yeah. like the dog. So he'll say, "Hey, young man, bring the dog up, join us for a drink." So I just went up. I'm sitting there with Prasoon Pandey. I mean, I was just a copywriter trainee, one thousand one hundred and fifty rupees, which they would deduct something from. Huh? Yeah. So I still want to ask them about it. And this guy, these big legends are there, and they would Piyush would tell a joke. Piyush would say, "So one person was like this, another person was like this, and then his mother, his father, became a." <laughs> and on cue everyone would laugh this is the hindi samelan style which i picked up yeah. you know the chikar uh, someone made it famous later and rajesh was so yeah. they time the laugh and they give you the cue when you should laugh as yeah, an audience yeah. not to dumb down the hindi medium effort but it's very clearly like it's like a rule yeah. okay here it is out and there is like, a lot of comics now also <laughs> whatever I, i don't like look down on any form whatever it is it is but he was great fun and he was a great guy and he's about to taught me uh, one of the greatest lessons in life You can feed your dog alcohol, <laughs> and he loved. He would be, what be? Come here, and he would put his in his lovely. Can you imagine the juniors in the room who have served some really bad was whiskey? No, he was a generous guy. So he just, I'm not saying was, is a generous guy. He put his finger in the glass, and he gave it to the dog. I didn't think of this before. So we would drink together. So now you have drinking companion for life. <laughs> you just lick your finger as dogs do. Very <laughs> interesting. And he's a cricket lover. He and Arun. Uh, yes, yes. Um, um, Arun Lal grew up together. Grew up together. Yeah. And he played for Rajasthan and University Cricket. He's a yeah, decent yeah. keeper. Uh, yeah. Loves the game. Couldn't go wrong. He loves girls. He loves dogs. <laughs> he loves the game. I'm in. And he's a big shot. <laughs> My life was made. Yeah. So that was good. Was it? Uh, it's interesting because when I met you again many years after that at, at the IBM studio. And I was like, oh my god, you know Chicken Center. We must go for a drink. But by then you had stopped drinking. Uh, 2015. Conscious decision. Yeah. How do you? Sometimes it's health. My drinking led me to like lots of conscious. No, sometimes health also. Like you know, no, you've got a health. Oh, uh, just behavior. Uh, I mean, I've said this hundred times. What happened is that when I was in my twenties, being a single male, I started left. 
Friday night I would drink, I would sing, I would come back, sing Italian opera, naked on my uh, on my dining table, my mother would wake up in the morning and tell me, Joe, what you did? And they'd be giggling. Everyone thought it was really cute. Yeah. This crazy kid. And everybody thought it was really cute. Then your stories got a little worse. Elvis tie on is on my car. My dad goes to walk the dog in the morning, finds a tie on the car, car mirror. Still cute, funny. But then I got married, I had kids, now I'm like a grandfather. I become a creepy old, you know, getting into fights and, you know. Yeah. A lot of people stop talking to me, which I thank them for now because I, you know, I don't want to be social. Yeah. But uh, and I don't know what happened. So obviously I've done something while drinking. Yeah. You know, after some time, my body of work spoke for itself because yeah. a lot of people are now not friendly, uh, you know, avoiding you. And all my boys in the gym would be cleaning up my act all the time. You know, like I remember, I urinated on somebody. Okay, and the, obviously yeah. a fight should have broken out. But lucky, I have a lot of people there, so yeah. you know, nothing happened. So I was, I got a lot of protection. I thought, which I didn't deserve. Yeah. And, and these boys are younger than me. You know, these yeah. kids and football kids are putting me in the car, sending me home, like the little jewel that I am. I was so kid, seventeen. Yeah. But now I'm older than them. I'm still yeah. behaving seventeen. Yeah. You know, this is like irony. I remember one, once in the toilet somewhere we had a punching thing with to break something and we broke the whole panel. I mean, I was in my thirties or forties by then. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to be that guy anymore. Yeah, so I, I'm not really like that, you know. So you just completely went cold turkey? No, I just, after many months of just sitting over it, I took one week off. Yeah. I only drank Friday night. Or once in one, once a week or once in two weeks. And then I took two weeks off. Then I took three weeks off. In a month I managed. Then I never stopped. I, I got the, every Friday, I would, because for so many years, I'm classic condition for Friday. Yeah. And I've got this slightly very Germanic mentality. I do everything like, just flows, it has to flow on time, because I do berserk. So Kunal and I used to drink, we used to start at 7.30. Right. So if we had parties in my house and all uh, in the 90s, at 10.30 guests would come, I was the most drunk. Yeah. I had broken glasses in the house and all that, you know. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> Once I remember throwing glasses down from the window with uh, two of my friends. What if somebody died? You yeah. Know? We were just throwing glasses. Yeah. Juvenile. Oh, I've done terrible things, I have no idea. Ah. Yeah. We should still come for the chicken though. <laughs> Chicken center, they call us Baba. I, 2015, I was 42, 43 or something. Still call you Baba, yeah. I, uh, Baba. And, and they owe my drink, which is like the straw inside the glass with Diet Coke, no ice. And then after two drinks, one ice and uh, vodka. Okay, so my drink was very different from anybody else's, so that was fine. But if I brought anybody there, even once they would remember the order for life. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's always the place. You know, great. for the longest time, uh, that place used to be, uh, uh, be open with the shutter half down till 4-5 yeah, 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 in the morning. Yeah, 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 all that. And, yeah, and based on how much of a regular you were, you could stay. You know, and I, I remember at one point I was such a regular that I was there till 5 in the morning. And then I realized, I think this is a... This, I don't no, want to be see, a regular. You don't misbehave, I don't have a problem with the drinking. The misbehaving as you grow older is a problem. Yeah. I also don't mind 20, behave 20, you know, you should let your hair down, you should have some bad stories, yeah. it's fine. Two things, don't get fight with people because, yeah. you know, that's just disgusting at the end. Yeah. I mean, justify it the next day. Yeah. What do you fight with the guy? You're drunk, the guy was in your way or something, you know, I mean, uh, the boys tell me later what I did, you know, like, I can't yeah. tell you all those, I can't explain it, it's too infantile. Like, yes, yeah. you can explain. I, I'm very, <laughs> I get sad uh, if I drink too much. So I'm like, uh, I'm so only a danger Mama to Rafi. myself. Like I'm not injured to anybody else when I'm drunk. Oh, yeah, your stories are different. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I think it's now. But you know what? It was so interesting for the longest time. I, I quit drinking for about two and a half years. This is yeah. around when I went from chops to thin. Yeah. And. Uh, well, was it to do with the mental depression thing? It was. Yeah, it was also to do with the depression because you know alcohol can. If you're already in a sad place and then you drink, then you end up in a way worse. One way out of that, never look at the bill. <laughs> I, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a good pal Kunal as my 
frontman because initially only he was earning money. We started drinking and I was in theater. So he hundred bucks for the play. What did he do? So he was working in Dakunyas. He was like the uh, creative. Uh, ten people in the company. Me, George is better than me. The creative head. Yeah. He got a decent salary. He had a yeah. car. Got free petrol. Huge thing, no, for our generation. Yeah. Free petrol. <laughs> Let's take my car. It was the great stuff. Uh, so yeah. So I had. Uh, How did y'all meet? Sorry. We auditioned him for a play. Actually, I'm his senior. In terms of uh, theater, okay. he's just much older than me. Uh, so he, we were doing a pantomime, <laughs> Ali Baba and Bablu the Bear, if you must know. Uh, but it was a kids' eleven o'clock morning show, and was so we needed really loud performances and faces. So these kids were reading with us. We called Kunal for the re- well, somebody recommended Kunal for the reading, and then I recognized him as I'd done a voiceover, and he was the client. Ah. It was the agency rather, and I remember Michal uh, and Michal Verma and me had done it, and he was very unfriendly. I think he never smiled. He never laughed. Right. He was just an odd guy because yeah. we, we, I'm one of the lads kind of guy with these five six guys. And when we do work, we're all just you know monkeying around, and behaving like yeah. idiots. And he was the only guy who was standoffish and uh, introverted and slightly whatever. So that's why. I, and he had a earring. And God, he looked awful. He had a earring. He had a earring for a long time. I want to see photos. He and his friend Rahul Dukunya went and got their ears pierced or something. You know. Is it, did he have a earring at this time? In this photo? Um, maybe not. But it's you're so fat by now that your earring might have slipped inside it and lost forever. But yeah, so he gave for the reading. Let me tell you about the reading. Yeah. I I keep I've said told this story many times. Rahul Bose and him are the only two guys I've read with in plays in English. Okay, which is their first language, so they can't even say that. Okay, they're struggling with lines. Yeah. They need time to get familiar. Uh, who read badly, purposely? Okay, Rahul reads badly purposely for whatever reason, and then he kind of masters it and comes back. Kunal reads badly out of laziness. Okay, so I will now read Kunal for you. Let me just find. Let's put your <laughs> pit pit what what is it? Pit pit patriotism to a test, huh? Now the thing is, this is a pantomime filled with loud noises and sounds and kids screaming and shouting and pakro 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 bachao mujhe bachao kahan hai wo? You know that's kind of that's a yeah, yeah. kids thing. And that's what we all doing around the table. One kid is shouting, "Bajao, bajao!" I'm saying, "Daruma, daruma, bhaagya!" Somebody, and all at this level, and then in the middle of that, it's like, take second, look, ko, ko, look ko. Me, apka, chacha, chacha, chacha. The whole thing. <laughs> and all the kids are, yeah, the momentum just went out of the room, man. And then he coughs all the time. He's smoking forty a day, and in the middle he'd go like. मैं आपके पीछे पीछे अक्रॉस अट्रोशियस मैन वाई बट हिज फेस वॉज सो फनी नॉट आउट ऑफ एनी चॉइस ऑफ हिज जस्ट अ राउंड फेस विद मेड स्ट्रेंज एक्सप्रेशन किड्स लाइक टिम वेन ही लेफ वी आस द किड्स वॉट यू थिंक ऑफ दिस गाय दिस शेयर अ बॉक्सर डॉग कॉल बॉक्सी गू बॉक्सर विद पग फेस सो दे ऑल सेट ही लुक्स लाइक द बॉक्सर Kids are not being malicious. They were being really, yeah, you know, yeah, visual. Yeah. Then we all realized. Oh, so nicely shooting my legs and all like. Ah, this is also a pawn. Indi- odd this indications. Is, this is this is foreplay. Half a half. Acha, half a half is shooting. Then I'm upset that you're not shooting. So we cast him. The rest <laughs> is lack of history, as you find out one day. It's the seeing the two of you hang out with each other is is. No, so actually, actually, that's sorry. Ah. So what happened is we started doing other plays and the senior plays in the evening, and. Uh, What happens? He and I would last the night, but everybody at some point would go home. Yeah. So we would go to Bari Mein and eat at the end, you know that kind of thing. I had a girlfriend then, so three of us, 
and uh, I always had some girlfriend. He never had any. So anybody ever asked us, are we gay? Please ask him. Okay, he's the one we don't have enough information about. And anyway, so he was. He had a car. He had money. Uh, he was willing to stay out till four or five. Basically, he didn't have a life. Yeah. So uh, I didn't have a life. He didn't have a life. We found each other. Yeah. Now we still didn't as have a life. as people in comedy tend to. Yeah, yeah as people in comedy tend to. Although I must stress, and I tell Kostov this all the time, and because he's so upset about it, he and me are basically different type of people. He is not a comedian. As in, his intent is never to be funny ever. Yeah. Ever. And he doesn't get that validation deal either. He doesn't really care about whether you like him or not. So yeah. it's okay. So please leave him alone. He's just an angry man who masturbates a lot. That's is it. You know the bickering that you all do whenever you all are together. I, you know what I mean, right? Costume like yeah. they bicker like an old couple. Yeah, but like it's not. Thing is, I'm I'm a little bit on speed and fast, and he's slow. So it's always a difficult. I can't deal with slow people. Right, but then so, you would expect the friendship. I don't know how it lasted. He irritates <laughs> me all the time because after I can't repeat things to him. Uh, yesterday he was talking about somebody, and he used the name Niranjan, which is one person, and he started talking about Niranjan. So I said, "You're talking about Niranjan." No, you know I'm not talking about Niranjan. Uh, it was a slip of the tongue. You know I'm talking about whoever the other person was. So I said, no, but you weren't clear. You said Niranjan. No, but you don't take it literally. You have to do that point fault, point fault, and he got angry with the phone down. <laughs> That's how. But I, I have this problem. The moment he says something, I have to go back to it. You know, I tease him a lot, and I have the most fun. My life is so empty that I would just do things like, uh, so where are you? Seventh road, big pause. Seventh road. Because how he thinks he knows all roads of Bombay. So what the fuck is seventh road? Is seventh road. Seventh road. So this is Sat Rasta. Oh, so I just bug him like this. This stupid conversation, but he never gets it. He never gets it. So I, this is just fun for me, just to irritate him, for him to pause, awkward pause. He's always so serious, so I know the reaction is going to be good. Yeah, I, this know, is the ultimate bakra actually. In that do, you, do you ever feel like love and hate are so close to each other? Like, like when you really love someone, no, you also kind of hate them. It's difficult to love Kunal. No, I mean anybody, right? Like even with family, like if you really, really love them. You also kind of hate them. I think I I just get used to people, man, and I just don't want to get rid of them after that. And my problem is that I see myself as a tribal leader, ah. stuck with my tribe. Yeah. But if I could change them, I would have, but I can't. Because it's a tribe. It's a tribe. You can't change your tribe. It's your job. What yeah. can you do? <laughs> yeah. But uh, we had lots in common, like food and stuff and all initially. But now I realize that we don't have so much in common because it's now the truth about what he really likes starts coming out. He used to. Like he used to drink vodka because I drank vodka. He didn't really like vodka, but he we didn't have enough budget to drink fancy whiskey. Right. Like now there is budget. Drink. But the theater does that. I know with the comedians, if you all do that, we always would drink the alcohol of choice of the majority to save money. You know, there would be four bottles of vodka because the women all drank vodka. So then we all started drinking vodka. I used to prefer rum at that point, to be honest. Dark rum. But there's no one drinking it. Yeah. So then you know one or two guys who insisted on whiskey would get their own black label, and then you didn't want to. But I didn't really like whiskey. Then we drink vodka. So I become a vodka. I became a vodka drinker because of default. And then that's the way it stayed. Until it stopped. Until it stopped. Yeah. What, when did you get tired? Oh. Did you get tired of MTV at some point? Did you no. feel like it was kya with Thayudu? Like I got offer from ESPN actually about four five years before I quit, which I now regret not taking. But the money wasn't that great in the end because they hundred days of work and whatever, right. and you'd be going all over. But Ray Hume came from Australia, and you know, I should have made that move then. But ever since I didn't make that move, I started getting worried. Like, what am I doing here? I mean, starting Rajdeep's show only because of the age thing. As I get older, I'm like I'm going to colleges and all. Now I'm in my thirties, I'm in my mid thirties. Yeah. I can't go to you know Lady Sri Ram and the hot girls. And ten years ago, when you started talking to them, you were almost their age, so it seemed normal. Now I'm like the uncle who's that creepy uncle or that teacher who's trying to pick on chicks because he can't meet people of his own age. 
So I started, you know, I just started thinking I need to get out a little bit. But they were very nice to me. They didn't throw me out as much as I tried. I thought they would. And they said, no, we'll do five days. You're a huge days. asset, dude. Like, with, with special... Maybe for six months. But, you know, uh, down the line, they should have. But it's been 14 years, which is more than enough, I would think. Yeah. When I started doing weekend was in, so I said, let me, you know, slowly move out and see where that progresses. And we're stuck in that show for 14 years and no money. This is the story of life. You depress me, I may go back to alcohol. You know. <laughs> when you do, call me, I'll drink with you. Keep, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is my uh, protein, protein drink. Yeah, this will make me sweat because of creatine in it. Uh, oh, creatine makes you sweat. Huh? Yeah. What on shorts do you want to do? Ah, we're good with. Uh, yeah, no. You're doing great, man. Cheers. Now you're shooting for Cyrus's uh, channel now. You're done. Huh? I mean, you uh, can take a nice cut of foreign collaboration and all that. We're going to take a quick break and come back right after this. This episode of the AMF podcast is dedicated to Babu. Sorry, Babu. Sincerely. We are back with the second half of AMF with uh, Cyrus and uh, you know it's it was so weird like with you and Anu these were the two episodes Anu? Anu Menon? Anu! Uh, no, with my neighbor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> with both Anu, of you. Lola Kutti. Yeah. And it, it felt like a nice you know full circle moment interviewing either of them even when, when I did your podcast. Uh, for that first time, it felt like an it it felt almost surreal in the sense that I grew up watching you. Oh God! You know, and I'm not somebody who, who gives a shit about the whole celebrity vibe, but like with you and Anu, I think it was a because <laughs> growing up I was somebody who liked funny stuff the most, and you all were the kind of the epitome of what was funny in that period of time. In fact, MTV was fucking hilarious. Sharam naam ki koi cheese hai. Sharam cheese. 500 gram ki pack me available. What the fuck? Yeah, the promo hilarity, was hilarity, dude. Liftman was hilarious. Uh, so many. Yeah, I think uh, up to the roadies, uh, roadies took over and became into this yeah. soap opera, boys from bikes. Drama. Drama. Uh, reality bad drama. families. Yeah, all yeah. That shit happened. It's funny from another angle. But yeah. But you know, I don't be complex about all this. I think you know, things just change. So that ship was there. Irreverent sort of ship was there when we were there for some time. And it was a good team, we had good fun, can't complain. Many of them are in very big positions today and obviously they won't hire each other. Yeah. Because you've worked with us before. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a good But whatever happened to the reverence in television? It just vanished, dude. Congress was saying they'll bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> that's a toughie. I think reality TV just took over. Ironically, Bakra was one of the first reality TV shows. It's a yeah. reality show. Yeah. It's not scripted from any angle. And people didn't even know you then. No, they right? didn't know. Like it, Bakra it, changed everything actually. Uh, from we just had, our market was just schools and colleges. So there we got little bow. We did events. We'd go, you know, I'd have uh, uh, the Red Mendy playing or Sonu Nigam at that time. And all. They would all be touring with yeah. us. They weren't that big yet. Mm. So, you know, and AR Rahman. And we would perform depending on which area of India you were in. So those were bigger. Events were huge for us in the beginning, in the 90s. Right. Mid 90s to 2000. Then it all switched. Uh, Bollywood started becoming bigger. We moved into Bollywood in a big way. Mm. And then people started noticing us. But Outside the college spectrum and all the school spectrum, it was only because of issues like Bakra. Right. It's suddenly then the Dhobi's kid comes and talks to you, a guy who I parked the car, yeah. the guy who's charging me. I, I tell this story all the time outside the Kenscona Bridge, which is my area. We had that uh, dog shop and the bookstore, yeah, yeah, crossword. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so we, uh, I remember, so this, uh, they used to charge, oh, you're too young, Akash, but they used to, five bucks was the uh, thing when they started charging it for, for the parking uh, in the, under the bridge. The uh, parking yeah, also yeah. there, right? So I parked once, I just, I was a young father, my son was, and my wife had gone to attend some party or something there. Hmm. So I said, I'll find the parking and then I'll come in. Yeah. Those days you had a chance. 
Now, so we left early so we can do all this. So the car in, um, went, did the party, another uh, boring kids party. Hey, joke all that crap. You sit through, come back, spend money on it. You know, already depressed. Come, get into the car, and this boy in the banyan, typical, you know, Vijay Amitabh Bachchan's character when yeah. he's ten, comes to me and says, "How much is it?" So he says, "50 rupees." So it's two thousand three, four, five, six, something like that. So it's fifty rupees. Yesterday, five rupees, and today, fifty rupees. हाँ सर मैं क्या बोलू अभी ऐसा हो गया वो ऑर्डर्स है ऑर्डर्स है इनका ऑर्डर्स है आई सर माँ पेन गाली नॉट टू हिम बट टू माई सेल्फ बट लाउडली क्या हो गया आप तो बकरा बनाते हैं सबको और आप बना नहीं सकते एंड आई वॉज इमोटलाइज जेनेटिकॉफी You can figure a way around it. Sideways cup of crap, whatever. There's got to yeah. be a way. But you never felt like going back to it. Also, somebody gives us money. Yes, a few people approached us actually initially, but we've done so many gags, man, that we've got to reinvent it in a way where it's going to be fun for us. You can't just come and do it like a government yeah. job. Yeah. Because you know, seven, eight hundred gags. I don't know how many we've done. Bombay, Delhi, one? Chennai, uh, Bangalore, Manipal, Pune. What was your favorite gag? Oh, that's damn tough. I like the gags which actually play out, uh, and we don't really know what's happening. So from an insider point of view, like the first last gag that we had done, we never thought of the success of the gag. I keep saying this again, I'm repeating this again, but because people don't understand when you do candid camera show, you only worry about what goes wrong. Sometimes what goes right is what goes wrong. Yeah. Because you're not prepared for it going really well ever. You only worry about ये चलेगा ना camera sound का problem नहीं होगा. वो पकड़ो ये तरफ से उस तरफ से इस तरफ से. All that you're thinking of fine great. Yeah. And those variables are always, especially moving cars and things like, always a problem. Yeah. But there's also the other side. Sometimes, once in a while, not every time. Once in a while, you hit it out of the park. So what happened? Fucking lash is in the car. I'm a driver with a topi, the old-fashioned driver, you know. And I'm asking for directions from a guy at a, a Wally bus stop. And I basically ask for Andheri. And uh, I ask him which direction you're going. So finally, after two, three of these things, the guy agrees to come in the car with me. And since he's going in vaguely the same direction, because I'm new to the job, I don't want to lose my job. All that shit. That's the whole preamble. He sits in the car. We are talking. All normal, nothing. Don't whatever. Then one sound comes from the lash. So he looked and said, "What the hell is that?" So I said, "No, that lash is coming out." So when I said that in a casual way, already his heart is beating. So he then after he doesn't want to ask me more questions, and he finally says, "But lash, how is it?" So then, oh, his son's death happened. Accident happened. I gave some spiel and all that. Now he's even more uncomfortable, and I'm just driving around with a dead body. And then after some time, the dead body makes another sound. Uh, I look at him. He looks at me, but I don't say anything. We don't talk. Uh, we are both feeling uncomfortable. Then Ajit Ahuja, our actor producer, is now a director of sorts somewhere. 
gets up. <laughs> Akashi opened the door outside Prabhadevi. Mandir on the right. So Manmohan Desai film at its best. He walked out. I couldn't slow it down. I'm in proper traffic at a 30-40. But I can't break there. No? Cars are behind. How do I break? And plus he caught me off guard. So Ajit gets up. The last gets up. He opened the car and tumbled out. I tried to break a little bit, but what could I do? He tumbled out, ambassador car. He got up. Behind are three sumos. One on the side, two behind. Yeah. Huh? Capturing. They all come to the side and 20 men get out chasing him. Yeah. We didn't think any of this through. So first, a lash woke up. Stranger's car. Then he gets up and he sees all kinds of men chasing him. Saying, Roko, Roko, Roko. So he thinks I'm gangsters or something. We never saw him again. I didn't sleep that night. I was thinking, he died. Heart attack or something. He turned fucking white. The dark-skinned man, he turned white. Like they say in the books, you read that line, he turned pale. I saw that line. I saw his blood leave his body. He ran like P.T. Usha. He, we never saw him again into the Shivaji Park area in that pouring traffic at 12 in the afternoon. We never saw him again. When we went, went back, fuck, I broke the glasses. When we, when we went back to discuss it on the table, we said, fuck, we didn't think about this, man. We had it. It was one of the most successful gag. But we didn't think about this, you know. It's so weird. The guy never came back to you. He didn't look back, bro. He saw those 20 guys. No, no, no. When he saw it on TV, right? Somebody would have known him, would have gone to him and be like, bro, you're on TV. There was no permission thing, nothing. Then we got that disclaimer. Then we got the permission. We all trial and error, na, first yeah. time. Not to take our side. But imagine what happened to you, man, Akash. You got all kinds of problems. You got bills to pay. You got a father who's sick. I don't know. Fuck, man. The guy's life must be... In a, and then you get this. And it compounds. When he gets up, cars are stopping and more and more men are coming out and telling him to stop. You know? And I'm trying to stop the car on the left. I first get from the middle to the left to stop my car. And there's a fucking dead body which is alive shouting stop, stop. That poor guy. Poor fucking guy. He must hate Parsis. But he didn't know what the hell I was. Oh man. Was there any gag that went horribly wrong in that sense? Did you ever stop at cops at all? Oh, so many times. Yeah, no. Apologize, paid, kill out, everything that we had to do. But uh, not a problem until 26 11. Right. Then everything changed. Then road became damn tough. Suddenly vigilance was there and they were not uh, looking kindly. You know, the old thing was, you know, the rules are flexible. But then suddenly after 26 11, road became tough for us. We had to be careful. Otherwise, Ushiwara, for example, Ushiwara was like, I would wear police uniform and do all the shooting there because of one wide road yeah. that we liked. And I would, so we became so complacent. Me and my fellow officers would break for lunch and food in because I want my. Tandoori chicken. Yeah. So food in nearby uh, yeah. that was there. And we sit there as policemen. And the crew would sit with us and we'd all talk. Some of us in English and all that, all sounding odd, you know, <laughs> with the fake mustache, pull it out, put it down. No questions asked. And, and the fucking staff is looking and saying, What the fuck is going on? Then you go and, and we walk. We, what happens is you get more confident when you do this, right? Yeah. The first time you do it, you're shitting action. Yeah. Second time you do the gag, you do a gag about five or six times, you're now God. You have no fear. Your body language, especially you're playing a cocky cop, becomes really good. Because now you think you're Ilaka ka king. Yeah. No one is stopping you. I used to even flag off cop cars when I was dressed like that. Because the, let me tell you about cops. They always have to salute the senior. Yeah. And nobody actually is going to check who the fucker is. You just salute by, that's the habit. Yeah. Nobody's guilty of anything. Yeah. So I said, that. that is only because of overconfidence that happens after some time. But people do get scared of police because once you start walking like that, people avoid you. They avoid eye contact also and all. Especially as senior officer. And I... I would, you know, I would wear that uniform and then start acting like I'm Vinod Khanna and Amalak Brandon for some reason. A reference from my time, sorry about it, Google. Huh. <laughs> I think they get it. Hmm. Every time I, I, I say mean things to the audience, like, you're 17 years old only, and then they reply with, no, I'm not. The shame that I live with, 
you talk about suicide i don't make fun of it depression i thought of it that day i had a girl who used to work in ivm for some time from delhi for delhi girl okay but she was about 2022 at that time uh, about couple of years back so be 24 now we are having a conversation someone like you a cricket lover and a couple their name comes in and i've kept her on the show because i wanted her to also talk on the cock and bull and we're chatting and she says who's kapil dev who is kapil dev i never thought in my life i would have someone say so the guest or a producer a young delhi girl who worked as a producer or whatever she was working or something so we wanted a female in i just want a female voice in cock and bull with only men talking all the time and not just on sexist but how can you say who is kapil dev how can i live in a country where someone doesn't know kapil dev is i cried I went and hugged my parents. I said, "What? What is happening?" What do you think? Now that's, that's very interesting that you said this because you are a Kapil Dev fan, and I am conflicted about Kapil Dev because of that. Controversy. Yes. Yeah, it is what it is, man. Who knows the truth? But you know, growing up, I'm trying to think of. I don't want to judge too much. It's like you don't want to know about their personality, who they cheat on their wives and all that. You know, that spoils everything. So don't get into that. Uh, okay, this is different. This is much worse yeah. if it was to be true. But I think of the guy who inspired me. He'd look at the sun. Fifth wicket would fall. He'd come in. and then you know your heart would beat fast because kapil dev is coming to bat you know and then you know there's going to be some fun yeah. and then the ball would go flying here then everybody take on the bowlers in that swashbuckling way well before t20 you know kapil dev is kapil dev he had that sunny and kapil were the two pillars yeah you know the two pillars for us for my generation yeah. and you know kapil with the new ball i mean beating with richards outside the off stump and all you know i mean on flat indian wickets fantastic talent you can't deny that so the kind of inspiration he was for, for me these heroic cricket figures i want to keep it that way you that may not be fair if if they were guilty of something bad i suppose but i i don't want to you know i don't want to this is my childhood it's yeah. like it's like raping my childhood don't rape my childhood yeah. just leave my childhood alone that's all i got look at this fucking life after that look at this hair and organs failing and sick and fat and bills and you're life you're sick of it you're so fit you are you are part of i just like weight training man i'm just i just like weight training it's got nothing to do with anything else uh, because i've got time don't have enough work Yeah. Do you really think is that I think you genuinely give a shit about it. Who drinks keratin keratin drink? Keratin. Well, you know the thing is like I again I mentioned this million times. We had this girl in Loveline, this psychiatrist who I used to drink heavily that time who told me after you know they get to know you so Malika and I used to chat with her about our personality disorders. Malika's disorders are none that we know because she wasn't as open as I was right. frankly uh, in the conversations. So she didn't get the kind of deductions from the therapist. But I was open. I had a little problem. I drank too much on Friday. Came back. I forgot this. I dropped the car. Whatever. And so she told me a very simple thing. After she said, "I've studied you for a long time. I watched you at work and all. You're an extreme personality." So the great thing about extreme personality is that while you do bad things on one extreme, you can be very orthodox also, which can be a good thing. Right. So the same, you'll notice that very disciplined people can be like the worst people. They only can go from one to hundred. They don't have a fifty. So that's the thing. Right. So she said, "Why don't you try instead?" Of, Your mother tells you to drink less. Never drink less. Don't drink. So you know, I never thought of it as a profound philosophy. Then I was like another fucking pain in the ass, and I continued drinking. But the day I stopped, I realized that I can never do moderate drinking. Why get into that moderate drinking phase? Why mom would say, "Why can't you just have four? Stop at four." Uh, you know, mom, mom, mom's care. They actually think their kids are good. You know, stupid mothers. They don't understand. You are saying this, but it's making me realize that I'm like. So then, just stop. Yeah. If you're extreme personality, just stop. You put your extreme in something else. You like I'm obsessive, extreme, whatever. So I'll weight train. I take my dogs to oval under all conditions, lockdown, fuck down, fuck the authorities. I do it. Ganpati procession, riots, twenty six eleven. I do it because I'm I'm like that. I'm mental. But once I have a thing, I have to do it. Yeah. 
whatever it is. Yeah, so, and there's no room for moderation. There's no so room for moderation. That's why I don't follow the sports, right? Like don't. A, once you get into cricket, like once you're in it, you now can't, I'm in it. Now you I can't compare it. other sports to the love no, for cricket. I, I, just, no. I, I, I mean, basketball is a beautiful sport, but I mean, I can't do both. And also, you know, cricket. <laughs> How can you? How can you compare basketball? The stupid guys with a little thing and you throw a ball in and that's it. I mean the nuances of cricket. I mean the guy, he, all the bowler does is turn at the top of his mark and we stop there and we have a story. We don't ever go to the next bit. Just that. Just that turn. And it starts there. What the fuck? Okay, that's not that bad a sport. But yeah, too much, too much. Anti-American rant. Yeah, unnecessary. How does it, what's it like? So that... I mean, you and your wife and the kids, right? Like now you have all these people around you and you are not in your 20s or 30s and they're not... How do you handle that extreme personality with these people around? Like, how... how oh. Is it a terminus? Constantly terminus? So my, my negative points, if you want that, is that I'm very impatient. And but how does it work with the family? For me, so that's the problem. Yeah. Um, all the fights are over impatience. Like today I screamed at my daughter mm. for no reason because she wanted ice in the water but she starts talking like the mom now. Where's my water? Where's my eyes? A little bit of, you know, berating and nagging. So I lost it for one second. Uh, that kind of thing. But she's got, got the impatience from me. So this, this is the irony. I think with human beings, we've got to understand one thing. Everybody sucks. We all choose. Once you have that as your, you know, premise, yeah, then you're okay, I think. Because then you don't expect too much. Low hanging fruit, aim low, pee on your feet. You know, that's where it stands. So I'm concerned. So, you know, uh, I, I, I think it was... Uh, John Stuart Mill? I'm not sure. No, Leviathan was written, John, uh, oh God, I can't remember now. One of the great political commentators of England who wrote, uh, man is basically selfish, egoistic and cruel. That's it, acquisitive nature of man. That's all we are. Acquire, selfish, egoistic and cruel. If we can just accept that, that's true. And then out of that, if we can do good things once in a while, that's the best we can hope for. Yeah. I don't think anyone's Mother Teresa. Except maybe Mother Teresa, but then how do I know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we live suddenly... And, and she, because she's force of habit, Get it. <laughs> <laughs> who, who else is in this place? So that's Rajesh Shirdi. He did a play with us. So Rajesh was not famous that time also. Rajesh was also... What was Rajesh? He's a lawyer as well, if I remember correctly. Uh, and so he also had an excellent career afterwards, but started in plays, uh, English and uh, Gujarati. I think Hindi as well, actually. He did some Hindi plays as well. Hindi theatre actually is the least uh, popular, strangely. It's not as strong... Not doing radio at all. No. I remember well, was, at one time he was doing lots of television and a few films. I think the one thing he did which I found most hilarious was when he was uh, he was doing this th show called the Man's Show or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two of them, no? He and one more guy. One more guy. Yeah. And, hey, so yeah that was a good concept, though. I don't remember something about this sort of metrosexual sort of yeah, yeah. Yeah. AXN on AXN. Yeah. So that so we did a play called Power Ticks, which I wrote before Sari magazine. And so these are the people involved. Kunal, Rael acted, Rajesh acted, and I directed. That's you? Yeah, that's me in the middle with the big belt. Had, ah, the, had the belt for years. I would not have guessed it. Even though I've seen photos of you. 22, 23, man. Rajesh is a couple of years older than me. And Kunal, you can tell from the face. Part he's, of, he's always been older. Kunal is seven and a half years older. But the sad part is, before, everybody would make jokes like, yeah, his uncle coming and all at the bar. Yeah. But by the time I reached 35, uh, they actually started thinking, saying things like, you guys are in class together. And I heard that for the first time, it was like, that, and then I do this in my stand-up, 
which is really poignant and painful. The first time at the Oval, some about 10 years ago, yeah. when the kid is playing, some kids are playing and the ball comes in my feet and he goes, Uncle, ball dena. Fuck, Akash, I nearly threw the ball on his head. Uncle, bola, bang, chod. Konsa angle se, uncle? Look at me, evergreen. So, it, it fucks with you, know? Aging really fucks I, with you. I was, uh, no, then I'm saying now. But I'm, now what? You know, the problem with me is that I was always the youngest. I was the youngest in the play, I was the youngest in, uh, in uh, MTV, I was the youngest. You know, everything was young. It was like, oh, the young kid, the kid, the kid who is the kid who thinks like, likes the 60s, his songs are from the 50s, and his philosophy is from the 20s. So I was always there. And suddenly, it's like, what Sachin, of course, Sachin is a great man, I'm just a normal person, but Sachin went from being 16 to the Paji, 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 don't take two, beta, Paji ka single de do, all that shit. So suddenly I was stuck with, age suddenly happens, right? That's the biggest problem. You're not prepared. Yeah, just overnight, he called me uncle. And my life changed. No one ever, the day they start, you know, aging you, but there's no malice. When the outsider calls you something, that's the true test. The truth. When yeah. somebody tells you, boss, you're 40, he's not going to put you down. That's his evaluation. Yeah. You've got to accept that's the truth. Yeah. If, if a friend ever tells you anything, friends hate you. Or never take what friends say. I think friends are chutes. So I don't bother. Friends say, oh, you put on weight. Everybody knows I don't want to lose weight because I then feel skinny. So they'll always tease me and say, you're looking thin to, to get you know under my skin. Yeah. But So I don't value it. But if somebody says anything outside, then I get very upset and scared. So when uncle happened, I, I felt very bad. It was very painful for me. I had, you know, I was thinking of strangling that kid. He was a small seven, eight-year-old boy. I was like, I would strangle him. I just, will it go away, this pain? How long will it take for the pain to go away? Yeah. Until he stops saying uncle. But then you get used to it. What can you do? Now they'll call me auntie. That's my biggest worry. That's, that's coming soon. At this point, you still feel like you want to do more life stuff. Like, that's what's interesting to me. I also. want to do more life stuff. With your generation. Hmm. It's like, y'all, like, you could have gone on tour. Could you have gone on to? That's like, maybe I'm saying... No, but see, you guys have a established process. We didn't have a process. We already had the work. Uh, whatever work was there, we went for it. Yeah. So live performance, there's no money involved. Haan, for us. But that's my point, right? Like, who, who idea do I If I was younger... I'm going to book it and I'm going to go and I'm no, going that, to... That's being an entrepreneur. That's a different thinking altogether. I'm saying, see, we would make money in radio, television, corporate events, yeah. uh, proscenium shows here and there you know, for whatever time you want to. And uh, television has to happen. Without television, nothing else happens. Yeah. So some form of television. And then of course, this internet and all has started and all that shit. So I think we didn't have the, you, this generation of followers is luckier with the process. There's some process to follow. They say, okay, Akash's career, let's see how he did it, let's follow him. Yeah. You can't follow my career. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, got into MTV, then something happened, and something, it's all, all accidental, really. Yeah. Uh, but in your case, there's a lot of thinking. And so you've left a thing where the next generation will be even better in terms of formality. This is how they'll do it. Right. Well, Akash did this, we'll yeah. also do this. But now we'll do that because that's where Akash yeah. perhaps did something we shouldn't have done. Yeah. So, you know, it's like that. And live tour will be very important because to make a name for yourself with live audience. Boss, with COVID, what live tour? Ah, Private shows. Missy Sharma, coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, the whole COVID has made me move towards more content-driven stuff. You have no choice. Yeah. But let's say it's a temporary phase because as a comedian, you need to interact. As you know, playing the room is playing the room. Yeah. It's much more fun. You yeah. you feel happy and all your inventive stuff comes out. So if you're an artist of any kind, that's why you show it. But it's also like how, like, beyond a point, people don't realize that that's how we process life. Yeah. Like, we process it through the work we do. Like, yeah. I feel like when you're doing the week that wasn't, it's your way of processing the absurdity of the world around. Like, Correct. It's, it's a crazy place. It is therapeutic in a way. Yeah. Since nobody watches it, at least we have that. So you come back thinking, ah, session for you. Ah, 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 ah,
ஆப்பிங் and i'm you know i just think he's just you know i don't know when i was 70 i didn't want to do any work so yeah. i can't even fault him <laughs> um but let's see this whole covid again now we don't know about admissions and also all this shit is happening your uh, daughter is 13 okay. still got a little time you still have a lot of time for them going to be out and about with their own stuff in life like another five days. i haven't left home i'm 49 <laughs> i'm still there doesn't that mess with you though see i could have gone in my 20s when i started with mtv and i started making money and all that there was a time when i thought about it for a little while but i tell you one thing akash and again you'll understand because i think you're similar my parents my sister went off when i was 15 or something so i had a four bedroom house in malba hill alone with two parents well everybody most people have two parents uh, parents myself and uh, one staff member yeah. and a dog yeah so from mumbai standards that's a mansion that's a mansion huh so i could literally pee in one bathroom yeah. bathe in another bathroom yeah. and my parents were i'm cool na so i could use their bathrooms their rooms their cupboards everything yeah. there was no issue so that all change once you have a wife which nobody prepares you for that <laughs> then the dynamics of uh, the yeah. war of succession is different people don't understand that there are territorial powers and line of control and border disputes and visa granting not granting and and mexican standoffs and all this so uh, but i didn't know about that but now when i look back that was the best time of my life in the sense that If you are lucky enough to be a young South Bombay boy, reasonably uh, okay money-wise, with a reasonable career uh, and a house to yourself, everything is done for you. I don't have to iron a cloth. I don't have to. Everything is done. Your underwear comes fresh. Yeah. Ah, dikra. Or sujoye. It's no, all done. That's the thing. All of these are arguments my parents give me for continuing to stay at home. You know? So you can think about it, but then the wife doesn't respect you enough because you've never done anything on your own. Another Indian ladla, and you can't go at forty-nine. Because now you can't leave them; they are old and ailing. So you're fucked. <laughs> How old are they? They're eighteen. Uh, my dad is in not good condition at all. He's eighty-one, uh, and um, my mom is seventy-eight. My my parents are both now just touching sixty. So I have, my logic is I have five years. Yeah. Of Still, alone, and my brother is abroad, so I have to no, come back in a few years. If yeah, so now you go now or you don't go. Yeah. There's no. no So you won't be able to, you'll get guilted and you just won't go after that. Yeah. Because then you know you can't go. Yeah. Because then they depend on you, depend on you in other ways, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's not just they're missing their son. Yeah. You're fucked then. Absolutely. Best yeah. is if you can stay close by, honestly, because then you'll be able to manage. How far? You have dinner. No, I mean, you can go in five ten minutes of a car drive to your uh, parents' home every day. You know, you're good to go, no? You check on them once a day and then. I can't afford rent that day. Look there, you. I'm in Kerala. Get out. Valkeshwar, Nana Chow, and where do you want to go? Bandra side. No, oh, that's too far. Then, then you, once you go there, then you're not. You might as well be in Hyderabad because it's going to be a headache to come back. You think so? We are going to go on a daily basis. It's all balls, man. Can't go on a daily basis. Then what's the point? Out. Then you might as well live in Delhi and come once a month, na, for two days. No, because I don't want to live in Delhi. See, if they are fit and all that, touch wood. I, my suggestion is go now. Yeah. Huh? Then when you have to come back, brother not being there, no, you have to come. You have to. That's the way yeah. the cookie crumbles. Yeah, yeah. but go I, now. I made peace with that idea. Also. That also took me a while to make peace with. Like I kind of almost felt abandoned by my brother. I was like, "Yeah, you're too nickel here," and now I'm gonna be stuck here. 
This is for the siblings <laughs> who have left us and gone to America. All of us have them. Yeah. You've left us with all this, huh? You and you t- keep asking, make sure they're okay and all that. They are guilty from yeah, there. Yeah. They'll advise you. Fuck it, come now. Come, come, come take your mom for a walk. Really? What is this? Is Indian thing or worldwide thing it's that everyone thing. wants to help you, but they can't do anything. Yeah. So what's the point of helping? So they give advice. Huh? But especially when you're in a non. Dude, this happens in my family a lot, right? Where hmm. the minute I tell them I'm doing something, they say, "How much money are you making from it?" That's the first question. No other questions they ask. Nothing before, nothing after. Just I wish I was born to this family. <laughs> it's a lovely really? philosophy. Yes. It's, it's exhausting. Yeah. You must be a capitalist till you die. You must always think like that. You must think like that when you go. My father, beautiful man. I remember we were in lockup for the first time after drinking. Uh, when we came back home, um, I told him that this happened and all that, and I said it cost nine hundred rupees the bail, huh? And so I. Drinking and driving, a fight and something happened. Three of us were put in for some time. So I was early. I was I was in MTV, but so I was a little careful. He uh-huh. came back and he looked at me and said, "900 rupees, receipt, Malu." I said, "Dad, receipt, nothing. Get out." Nishad, you know, who was most angry, he couldn't file it in tax. Bail, 900 bucks was a lot. I'm looking at 1999 or something. So it was a, let's say it's like 5,000 rupees something now. So it was a decent amount. You don't just throw it away. So his lesson was he never asked why I was in jail. <laughs> he only wanted to know why I didn't get the receipt. No, nine hundred bucks. So that that's the capitalism that I you know I respect. That you're always thinking about the, from that fiscal point of view and not just from a moral point of view. Fiscal triumphs moral. Hence, COVID is crap for me. People go to work and earn money and survive. And <laughs> worry not about COVID. That's secondary. First, worry about your plate. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. What a great point to uh, wrap this podcast on. On yes. the point of capitalism, guys. Yes. This is also a great way to motivate people. As to Donald Trump us. told me in his book, uh, <laughs> watch me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm so glad we this finally in person. This is so much better than having done it in any other way. And you come to my uh, studio. Yeah. Which is this. Yeah, which is great. I've it's a benchmark in South Mumbai. <laughs> I've been trying to convince people to go to their house and record for a while. Baba, I'm fighting like a, I feel like... I don't know, I feel like one, you know, one of these revolutionaries fighting for a separate country or something. Because there's very few of us who are thinking in this positive way. Everyone is just scared, scared, scared. I, the people in the buildings, and I don't know what else to do with them now. They're all nice people, Akash. They're not like they're bad human beings. Yeah. But they've just lost the will to fight. Yeah. Get on with it, man. Stop crying. If you get it, you get it. We'll deal with it. You spend five days in, in your house, that's one week, two weeks, whatever. Just deal. Yeah. This, your mother is our leader. You need people like that. Sadly, very few. But terrifying also, you know. Huh? Terrifying for the families. That's the it may be, but after five six months, you got to think about it and say, "Boss, we have like, to." One of the reasons why I really want to push this moving on plan, in, mm. even though there's a pandemic, is mm. because there's a pandemic. Like the last thing I want is my record bench. Of, Fair enough, I get it. But let's look at a cricketing analogy. Okay, if Steve Waugh is batting, Barbados Ambrose is really angry, and they're still bouncing the old Barbados wicket, yeah. right? And they're peppering him. What does he do? He makes two hundred runs. Yeah. A big partnership with uh, Mark Waugh. And uh, the West Indies hegemony ends 1995 yeah. with that one innings. What do you do? He just took it on the body. Yeah. He couldn't deal with it. He doesn't play the hook properly. He doesn't even play the cut properly uh, on yeah. really bouncing yeah. wickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened? He just wore it until they couldn't bowl short anymore. Yeah. And then you know he just, just the like second half of it. Yeah. Exactly. Just take it. So I'm saying we're getting beaten. Take the beating now and just push on. That fear mongering now is already too deep. We yeah. can't help them. Yeah. All normal people, all good people, but yeah. behaving scared. And outside, to sab chali raha. Huh? Have you leave, you realize. Correct. 
you're sitting across the table, we're doing this conversation. Yeah. Why the hell do we have to go on Zoom and, you know, then I have to listen and Wi-Fi is gone and what? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Half the thing is that. Today I could speak at my normal pace. <laughs> and, you, and you also. I'm so glad though, right? Like, oh. there was no, we could cut each other off nicely correct, and correct, all. Like, correct. that's what I want out So, of Steve Waugh, take Steve the beating. Take the beating. Take the beating. Uh, thank you so much, man. It has been a pleasure.